Hi everyone, welcome to Her Bold Story. I'm Inga Davids, your host. Her Bold Story is a show that amplifies women's stories about leadership, career, empowerment, and everything in between. Thanks for tuning in to episode 7. Our phenomenal woman today is a solution IT manager and founder of She Leads Cape Town, a local group that supports professional women and encourages leadership development. Progression in our careers is often accelerated by these sorts of connections, networks, and groups that we nurture. These communities are a market for opportunity and growth, a space to learn, to share, to question. Sisterhoods, tribes, networks, mentors, coaches, the idea of a nurturing circle of trusted advisors is not a new concept, but there's so much value in taking advantage of these spaces. Today, we'll be exploring this topic with Lenore Brander. Welcome, Lenore, to Her Bold Story. We're so happy to have you joining us today. Hi, Inga. Thanks so much for, for having me on your show. And hi to all the, the listeners as well. Looking forward to this discussion. So am I. I, I know when, when I reached out to you first on LinkedIn and I said, hi, Lenore, you know, I've been to some of the She Leads. I've seen what your group of, empower, of Empowering Women is about. I'd love to actually interview you about nurturing connections, networks. I'd love to know how it's unfolded on your journey. And I know your initial response to me was like, this is great, Inga. I'm so keen for you to do a podcast. And here are some other women that you can actually interview because I don't know if my journey is actually worthwhile to be shared. And then somehow through our back and forth, I persuaded you because I was like, no, thank you for obviously um, casting the net wider for me to reach out to other women. But I'd love to hear your story. And I know where you've started with She Leads, you've initially always been behind the scenes, um, making a space for other women to kind of take the stage and, and take the forefront. And now I know you, you're starting to shift to wanting to share your bold story to kind of come front and center. So what has been the shift for you? Yeah, thanks Inga for that as well. You know, that's so reminiscent of my journey. You know, for me, when I think about how She Leads was started, you know, I think I don't know if there's something behind behind the scenes, but yeah. that's definitely me. And I always had this within me, you know, I've got a I've got a particular message that I want to share, but I've been reluctant to kind of put myself out there. And I think it's so it, it's definitely, I think, relevant to other women as well. Um, so as we speak to more and more women, we come across this this concept of my voice is my power. So yeah, really, I'm challenging myself and I'm so happy to be here with you as well and, and start to have this discussion uh, with me front and center. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to have you also on the show. I mean, how has building a network or a nurturing circle come? Mm. How did it start for you? Why was it important? Yeah. Did you have like this, yeah. this point, this aha moment to be like, oh, I need others on my journey to succeed? How did it all start for you around networks and mentors and coaches? Yeah. So it's interesting when I think about it and in preparation for the podcast, I really had to think back of my journey. And, you know, I started within the IT space in a time where very few people knew what information technology was. It was definitely not uh, sort of as prominent as it is now. Mm. And very few and we're entering that space. You know, if I think about my studies, maybe there were five of us in the class and there was a conception that, you know, you needed to be super technical, um, you know, you needed to want to be a developer, et cetera, mm. in order to be successful in that space. 
so for me the journey started there and from there i went into sort of starting to build my it career still knowing that there were very few women that you could look up to at that stage you know just to give you an idea where i started i really feel like i started from the ground up so yeah. i think this is before your time but if you can remember um pentiums right oh, yeah. right so my internship so the, the job at that stage was, you know, it's replaced these computers. So they were all uh, bound into it, right? So mm-hmm. men and females in that stage, all the interns were grouped together. And our job was to replace the Pentium 3s to the Pentium 4s, I think. So yeah, I was, I was super excited. I just finished my studies. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm going to have to lug these computers around and things like that. Um, and I remember one of the senior managers saying at that stage, look, um, here men and women are having to do the same job, right? Mm. So it was a humbling exercise for me because I realized what my strengths was and, and sort of that I was this hardworking person that I wanted to figure out things as quickly as possible. Mm. At the same time, I wanted to help the next person so that they weren't, you know, going to struggle, et cetera. So even at that stage, I think this whole leadership inclination, even though it only got coined much later um, mm-hmm. and became a term, uh, leadership. And I think that's where it started for me. And, you know, I remember that in my career, I was always curious with other leaders. You know, I wanted to know how did they get there? How did they deal with challenges? And I always took it personally if I could see that, you know what, you could have done it in a better way, et cetera. So whatever organization or space I found myself in, you know, I was always coming home to my saying, well, you know what, I felt like that could have been done better. Or I'd, I'd explain that to my colleagues. So for me, the whole wanting to be, you know, exploring the whole leadership it was a personal one for me. Mm. And then at some point I reached a point where I want to um, explore this further and also see how we can make the journey for other women that much better Mm. because another part of it before she leads us really that I feel organizations are really focusing on a smaller group of people with within the organization so the way that I think about it and it's something Mm. that I've always felt personally, you know, I feel like this shouldn't be this way. You know, I think about that organization have this triangle and you've got at the lower bottom, the whole organization and you've got the top, you know, your superstars or your talent, you know, all of the focus goes at that level. And I was fortunate in that I was identified as someone to invest in, right? Mm. So I was taken on the programs and I was given coaching, etc. Mm. So it was all great for me, but what about the rest of the people in the organization? It's something that I always felt strongly about. And it's after I've done my coaching, um, after I completed my leadership coaching, I really felt the need to start making an impact. Mm. Okay, so I then approached um, one of the coaches that I worked in and I just said, look, would you be interested to start having these discussions with women. And the way that we started was kind of a round table exercise. Maybe we had 10 women there and let's just start having a discussion, but let's have a common discussion. You know, let's talk about some of the challenges or barriers and at the same time start to talk about solutions. Mm. So 
that's how it, how, that's how it all started with me wanting to broaden that circle and then bringing someone else into it that I knew could help me start these discussions. Mm. And thinking about my behind, behind the scenes, it took me some time to want to step out, you know, and, and I think that's another thing women need to know that, look, even if I'm not um, the one that I want to be in the spotlight, that you can give yourself some time, mm. start taking steps, and then at some point you're going to be comfortable to step up, whatever that means. If that means, I don't know, putting up a blog, you know, starting a podcast, mm. <laughs> you know, there are some small steps you can take until you're comfortable. And, and that was definitely the case for me. Um, and what I can say as someone that has started the platform or has started being more involved in these discussions, mm. I'm learning as much as the woman coming to these sessions. So I'm on a journey myself and together we are learning and getting the most out of these discussions or talks. Mm. Um, so so it's a learning, it's a learning for, for everyone actually. And yeah. no one is there as oh I'm an expert you know in this and this or yeah I've gotten you know I'm a manager a manager so I've got it all down everyone that we're engaging with is pretty much saying look I've made mistakes or you know this was my journey um, but this is what I learned from it and this is how you know and and having a two-way conversation mm. um, the other thing that organizations are uh, projecting out there is this level of perfection yes this level of I need to get the presentation 100% right, et cetera. And women are then reluctant to speak up because, you know, mm. because of the level of perfection that's been put out there. And when you start to engage with these type of networks, you actually realize that everyone else has got similar challenges. So, yeah. and if they overcome it, then I can. And it shouldn't hold me back from the potential that I'm trying to reach. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've said so many good gems in there that I'm like, actually like, oh my word, where do I start? But I, yeah, I mean, going yeah. right back to the beginning of what you said around, for you, you've always had this obvious, clear um, mindset for learning, for curiosity, for wanting to obviously improve, make subtle tweaks. But in those moments then, Lenore, how did you actually find yourself approaching people, maybe even at work, to say like, can you intentionally help me improve in this area? Because I think that's where it starts for everybody, right? Either we, yeah. we have these people that come into our lives or our, who are peers on our teams that see, okay, cool, Lenore and Inga have potential. I'm going to kind of coach her without her maybe even knowing that I'm coaching her, exactly. but she'll eventually learn I'm the person she can come to when she has questions or she wants to mm-hmm. understand a technique or how to approach this difficult conversation. Because I know for me, that's how that started showing up for me in a very subtle way when mm-hmm. kind of, I guess I was taken under the wing of like a senior analyst and mm-hmm. she became that person in my team where I was like, if I want to learn, I'm going to go to her. So how did that maybe start for you when you say, cool. So I used to come and I used to come back to my husband and be like, Oh, I can improve this. Or, you know, it didn't work out so well, but who maybe were yeah. those people and possibly at work or, or rather in your industry, I guess that, that, that you intentionally you said, okay, that's the person I'm going to go to. That's kind of going to be my agony aunt or mentor or coach, the safe space. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've never been, and I think it, it developed over time, mm. but somehow I've just never been the type of person that's in it for the long-term relationship. 
So I actually had a discussion with one of my managers some time back and we were discussing mentorship as a whole. And I definitely think that there's something about men- understanding that there's mentoring moments. Hmm. So people to ask someone to offer up their time can be very intimidating. Hmm. If you look at it as a mentorship moment, there's a very specific, um, let's say, scenario or challenge that you have and you want some support, um, you want to voice what your issue is mm. and be able to find a solution together and then maybe just move on. So what I can remember from my career is that I've done more mentoring moments. Okay. I'll give you a very good example. Um, so I had just moved into a management role. It was mm. very intimidating for me in the beginning. I went through the whole thing, self-doubt, foster syndrome, <laughs> Why am I here? No one's mm. going to be, believe that I'm, I can lead this team. And it was a very challenging time as well. Mm. So I, I took the approach of a mentoring moment for what I was going through. And on one of the calls that I had, one of our senior managers in one of the other countries um, was on that call. And we dealt with a very conflicting situation, specifically because we weren't face-to-face mm. with the particular we needed to influence or resolve the issue um, but I really felt like wow she's dealing with it so naturally I really admire and respect what she's doing mm. and what I, I sent an email afterwards look I really like the way you dealt with the situation I'd like to learn from you more about this and this and she was very happy to support me from that moment mm. onwards and then we had two calls and that was it and the next mm. time we connected with each other she came down from the regional office to Cape Town, and we could have a very nice informal chat. Um, And I've been a mentor as well to other people. Mm. And what I say as well is sometimes it's long-term, where the the person feels like I want to engage with you long-term, there's a lot that I can get from you. Or in other cases, it was a two or three interactions where you've gotten what you needed from that person. And it was a valuable interaction from there and I really feel that this mentoring moment could start to change a lot of people's perception rather than you know like a relationship like a commitment you know I ask you and then you need to commit to me for six months so I take the other approach of look I really like what you're doing um can we discuss this further and you know my my reporting manager has been a mentor to me as Mm. well the most important thing that a mentor does is kind of reflect or mirror back whatever insecurity, whatever challenge. So for example, Mm. I've asked my manager because I felt comfortable with him over time and I knew that he was someone that wanted to invest in me. And then I actually asked him, you know what? I dealt with this conflicting situation. Do you think I was tough enough on them? Do you think I needed to be assertive? Or do you think I needed to be as hard on them as they were on me? Mm. And then he said, you know what? He kind of reflected or mirrored back to me that you know what, Lenore, you you did enough, you know, and that was so comforting to me. You said what you needed to say. Now you can sort of let it go. You know, (laughs) we felt like you did as much as you could do. I mean, you know, we don't want you to be the the first fighter, whatever. And also what it Mm -hmm. it confirmed to me is that I can be myself, you know, because I'm not a, my nature is not to be, uh, you know, so when someone is conflicting Mm -hmm. with, I'm not going to meet you there. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the high ground. You know, yes. I'm going to try to reason with you. Maybe we have a second catch up, etc. But somehow we're going to find the resolution. Mm. Um, 
and that's why I think mentors are so important. Um, but yeah, my advice is just don't don't see it as a long term commitment. You know, try try and approach that person based on why you think that you insp- they inspire and you respect them. And I think with a mentorship relationship as well, see how you can add value to that person mm. in in the long run. And just to make sure that you're both being getting beneficial. Mostly a mentor person wants to be able to give back and have an impact. Yeah. So even if you're saying, you know what, instead of not contacting you, you know what, it was so valuable to me, the interaction that we had and this and that changed for me. That is going to make all of the difference to that person. Mm. Mm. I love what you said also around the, the mentoring moments and and previously somebody's also said something to me around coaches or mentors can also be there for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And that resonated with me a lot because I was like, I've always heard about the season and the lifetime, but not the reason. And then also what you said around just that point of that reflection that most of these coaches or, or mentors provide to us, that point of reflection to be like, did you see it the same way that I saw it? And and should I be feeling this way especially when you come into a leadership position like you said like getting put into that position and you have all these questions and then you you intentionally obviously had a support structure around you but when you thrust into that that position now of newness of discomfort possibly at times that question around I'm not doing my best or I'm not perfect coming back to your point around perfection and it's great when these mentors or these people come into our spaces to actually say well you're actually just being like a nice human being, a great leader, and you're actually doing it without you knowing it. You talked about you always wanted to do things or when you were starting out in your career quicker, you wanted to kind of circumnavigate, obviously, these hard journeys. Do you have a story around that in how a leader has possibly, you know, like you've come to them or not a leader, a mentor, a coach, and you've come to them to say like, I'm struggling with this. How can you circumnavigate this? Because you can see you're about to take a, there might be a fork in the road, I guess. Have you ever had one of those moments? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I don't know that, that, that what, whatever they could say or do could help me take a shortcut. Um, mm. But I think for me, what, what kind of stood, stood out was maybe a humbling lesson, let's say. I think, you know, in the corporate space, you can start feeling, look, I'm not moving fast enough. Mm. I should be going somewhere else, etc. So, you know, how do I get from A to Z? You know, yes. the previous reporting manager that I had spent a lot of time with me just kind of discussing it, but he did it in a way that wasn't super direct as well. And I think that's a topic that we've taken into the She Leads discussions. And it's come up quite a bit, you know, that we shouldn't just put things on a time limit. Mm. Um, and I think definitely the part that these communities, not specific to she needs, but I think all of them kind of send a message that you need to invest in yourself. And by doing so, you're going to reach where you should be going um, mm. because you become more intentional about what that route is. And the reality is that no one can tell you, Inga, you need to do five things and then to check off those five boxes, you know, this is, this is how you're going to reach your goal. Yes. Um, so, journey and I think all of these communities and some of the messaging that we're now getting due to the change in leadership is really showing that it's it is a journey and then you need to invest in yourself and once you do that it's going to become more clearer what that path should be for you and yeah that that there are no no shortcuts Mm. um at the same time 
when what you're talking about now is what can I do to make that process easier? Mm. I think these communities definitely help with what are those challenges and barriers. I really like the quote that Cheryl Sandberg has, and that is, we cannot change that which we're not aware of. Mm. And once we're aware of it, we cannot help but change. Yes. By participating in these networks, by being someone that's not just going to, you know, listen, listen, but also listen and engage. Mm. If you start doing that, you're going to start becoming aware of who you are, how you show up, um, some of the challenges that you have. Once you put that on the table, you're going to start, you know, you're going to start changing. And I always think about that when I think about myself, I used to think that I need to be, you know, there's something about Lenore that needs to be fixed. I feel you for myself. (laughs) (laughs) And we've been talking a lot about self-love and all of this. In, in a lot of the discussions, mm. I feel like all women are now on that on that journey. Um, and once you start understanding that, you know that there's nothing that I need to fix, but there's always things that I can do to become better. Mm. And then that stance that I've taken in whatever I'm doing, I want to become better. How can I make, you know, how can I be a better leader? How can yeah. I add more value to she needs or wherever I'm involved in from a mm. community perspective? Um, and that is what we should start seeing. Not that I need to be fixed, but that I can improve on things and then reach my full potential. And that it's a journey and that it shifts, you know, as mm. I evolve as, as people. And that, would, that we're all different. And, and that's okay as well. Um, yeah. yeah. What you said around the evolution is so important. I guess, yeah, we've coming into a place of it's a journey. It's not a, there's kind of no end game almost. Because if yeah. you're a lifelong learner, it's going to be continual. There's not like, cool, there's a rainbow and there's gold money at the end of the rainbow because we constantly, that that shifts, I guess, as we evolve, as we get to know ourselves better, as we get to know our purpose, all of that shifts. And, and I know you mentioned around also mentors and, and sisterhoods particularly. I mean, these are spaces where we validate our experiences where we then then we don't then we start to actually feel like oh there's nothing wrong with what i'm feeling there's nothing to fix it's just a matter of me being aware like you're saying from the Cheryl Sandberg quote it's actually now if i thought i didn't know that i do have imposter syndrome but when i speak to Lenore and she's like i also have imposter syndrome I'm like so it is a thing it's not like i'm not making this feeling up like this is okay and somebody else has actually walked a journey and they can maybe shed some light on how i should navigate this so i guess yeah with a sisterhood or a tribe or a network really mm-hmm. i mean what what are some of the things that that you've also gotten validation from in terms of your leadership or career journey how these spaces validated um, where you want to go or where you don't want to go, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so when I think about it, I think because of the industry that I was, there wasn't a lot of opportunities. Mm. But I remember sort of the first, first interaction that I've had with, with these communities. I don't know if you remember when, when Lean In was launched. as. Oh, well. yeah. Love that. Um, Favorite that was. That was, that was huge, I think, because, you know, I read that book cover to cover and I could resonate so many things that she said. Yeah. Um, it definitely started me on a journey of personal development okay. as well because I looked at her TED Talk and that inspired me so much to, to continue that journey. Mm. And then I actually joined a leaning circle because they, they, cool. they came up with mm. And for me, that was the first time that I kind of entered where there was no judgment. Mm. Everyone 
a different journey. It was a very small group of women and it was a safe space. And for me, that was the first time where a group of women getting together and these are my different challenges and trying to create the support structure. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that has resonated with me. And I think for me, the, the very fundamental thing is about these networks is the fact that you can come to a place where you can get inspired, you mm-hmm. can be supported, you can be heard, you can voice that in a non-judgmental way. I think that's that's what we try to do from a she leads perspective, and I know yeah. that other doing this very 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 same so you're not it's a non-judgmental place therefore you can just speak up whatever you're feeling you know mm. I'm, i don't know what my purpose is yes or, you know, um i've had so many discussions with women where they have this this environment now where they can just say you know what i feel a certain way in meetings you know i feel like i'm not being heard mm. or person doesn't want to listen to what i'm saying mm. and and once you speak that out, it's so powerful that that happens when someone else can say, I hear what you're saying. I listen to what you're saying. And I've got, I've dealt with the same. You know what? I've done X and X. Yeah. I've taken these steps. How about you try that? So these connections, and I mean, as human beings, we need these mm. connections. As women, we need to know that, I don't know, even if I'm in the engineering department and I'm the only woman in that department, yeah. I'm not alone. You know, the things that I'm feeling, it's someone else has dealt with that, you know. Mm. I had a conversation at a conference with a, a woman that was in the construction industry, and you can imagine how difficult that is. But she was at a conference, and she could share what she's dealt with at the group of table. Mm. Um, and, she, you know, this is how I dealt with in a male-dominated environment, yeah. or whatever this is. And those connections are so important. And these groups allow you to not have it once a year at Women's Day. Correct. We all hurrah. This is amazing. <laughs> let's, let's come back in 12 months or six months. Yeah. These communities allow you to go back each month and get that, you know, get what you need each month. Mm. Each dealing with something different on your journey, etc. And at the end, for you to be able to pay it forward to someone else. Mm. You know, I've also heard of, of one speaker, I was listening to something earlier this week, and she was saying, look, you can only rise people up once you've invested enough in yourself. Mm. So, for example, 10 years back, there would be not much that I can offer the next person yeah. other than support. But now I feel like I've gone a journey. So now I'm able to pay it forward to someone else. So now I am able to be a mentor, mm. et cetera. Or take that phone call from that person. Mm. So you have to invest enough in yourself and then now you can pay it forward. And these networks allow you to do that. And it's so amazing, you know, to get that phone call, that feedback from someone that, you know what, you've made a difference. Mm. Can't put a price on it. Um, you know, you really can't. It's really amazing the reward that you get from it. I don't think there's anything that can compare. So that's why once you get into it, you know, that's why you should continue. Mm. Um, seeing how much, what more can I invest in myself? And at some point, what can I contribute to the next person? Yeah. And continue, um, you know, growing these spaces. And not specific to women as well, hey? Yeah. I had a colleague that, that also told me, you know what, Lenore, can, can we have these spaces for men as well? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why don't you? space right now we're focusing on women first but you know 
And I also like this, this, this quote, I think it was also from Cheryl Sandberg, you know, at some mm. point, there must be leaders, yes. you know, we need to differentiate. Mm. Um, so broaden the net as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the point, the point around like having these networks of spaces to, to share what we are going through is so empowering though, because it does validate what, what we go through at work and somehow it provides a safe space to share these things and which is strange because at work even though I could be in a in a team full of women I probably don't feel like I can share my imposter syndrome feeling or like did you think I, I came across as assertive in the meeting or I don't know how to do xyz somehow like coming to a focused space to speak about this and to voice your concern or your moment of I had a stumbly wobbly moment in a meeting is that normal? And how do I bounce back from that? Having these spaces is so important because it does give you that, like you're saying, it's like a space to get your fix, to kind of continue confidently on your journey, because that's how it's kind of happened for me. And, and I sometimes wonder like why, either why these spaces weren't either aware or made aware to me when I was starting my career journey. And, and even then it goes back further to be like, why are these spaces possibly not in our schools? Why are these spaces not in, in like our education systems? Because there's this, there's this thing that happens when you come out of varsity. You come out of varsity and you're like, cool, I'm awesome, got my degree, going to go do the things. And then you have this moment of, of not so coolness because you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have to fake it. And then you fake it. And then eventually through like you're saying, your growth mindset, wanting to ask questions, you kind of somehow put a support structure around yourself without even knowing that you are intentionally doing this to succeed mm -hmm. and, and grow and walk confidently on your journey. And I sometimes wonder, like, what is that, that thing at the beginning of, your, of many people's careers that's missing? What do you think maybe organizations actually can do to bring these spaces into the organizations because I guess that's what's lacking most of the time because like you just mentioned now a colleague male colleague came up to you and was like cool can we do the same thing because we go through the same things we just too shy to say it so exactly. what do you think like exactly. organizations can actually do because this is these conversations are so important and coming back to your previous point even around Unfortunately, at organizations, we're going to get the ones that are primed for succession planning. So you're going to be in a management position. We foresee this. So therefore, we'll double invest in making sure you're on leadership coaching, on EQ, on IQ, communication, messaging, the whole katuti of training. But then there's these other people that get left out of that conversation. And I guess that's where that big gap around not kind of building like just full if I can call them full confident human beings that are like I'm confident in myself I'm a leader of self and there's a space where I can where I can do this and a space that provides me confidence mm -hmm. what do you think organizations can do or should be doing to kind of create more of these spaces so that their workforce is actually confident to do their jobs yeah so I think you know the resources are out there you know mm -hmm. I would love to organizations understand that I need to invest in all of my people. Mm. So all of my people that are in this organization, I need to invest in each and every one of them. And, you know, and find a way to, to broaden that platform. You know, what we've done with She Leads, we can show that, look, it's, it's accessible. We mm. can connect with 50 people at one time, share one message, make sure that those people feel included. 
organizations, if they start to prioritize this and say, look, um, instead of, I don't know, instead of being okay with the retention rate that ultimately happens when people become mm. unhappy about work or feel that I'm invested in and therefore I'm leaving the company, yeah. instead of being okay with that, rather see what what in what way can we start to build that capability mm. so you know, can we get a coach in for example to have a discussion you know really understand that and i think broaden it from a human resources perspective mm. i think for me the sad part is that human resource i think in my experience over the various companies i've worked with become very transactional yeah. less people focused yes so, a department that's focused on people, all of the people, mm. and then how I provide resources and then scale it up. Mm. And you know what you learn through mentorship and 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 coaching is really that it's an individual experience. So I'm not say, I'm not giving you a handbook, right? Go through this handbook, go through these concepts. It's going to apply to you. Yeah. It's rather platforms to share. What is it that I'm experiencing? you know, from a leadership perspective or whatever the case is, and then also from a development perspective. Mm. Um, so definitely, I think it will be difficult to to start hearing the, the feedback individually, but it can definitely be done. The mm. resources, they, it definitely works. It's just about how can I scale up those efforts yeah. to reach everyone instead of a small uh, percentage of people or connect them with communities um, create that connection. So if I'm not able to offer it within my organization, how can I make that connection? How can I partner, you know, and not mm. just send once every three months, let's just send you to a conference. Uh, okay, we've done our bit now. True. How can we create a connection to an organization that can then support them? And I believe that all of these things are available and accessible and can mm. be done in a way. Um, if we start to see them as important as reaching those business performance and the results and all of that. So how can we create a balance between people development mm. and then by doing so effectively achieve better, better business results? For sure. Um, yeah, I, I love that idea of around building a partnership or an ecosystem, I guess, of what you spoke about. So that it's not always just like, let's put you somewhere and then cool, the initiative is done and they get to check the checkbox of saying personal development ticked, you went to a conference, you learned yes. some stuff, right? But it's nice yeah. to have that ecosystem or that continual sustainable interaction around personal development and, and scaling that up, like you're saying, so that everyone is included in that um, in terms of also the value add for where you are mm -hmm. and where you want to be. But yeah. I guess a lot of our conversation has actually also been around personal investment, and personal yeah. discovery of um, like reading, like you mentioned Sheryl Sandberg and Lean In, like that for me was also the book. Like when I read that book, I was like, that's the book. Do you remember that quote that she, because you were clearly, you know, all the quotes of Sheryl Sandberg. No. The, she, she's no. your girl. I can, I get this now. But you know that quote that says, um, if somebody asks you to get on a rocket ship, would you say no? Like, what would you say? Mm. And that, that quote for me is like mm. my driving motivator for everything because i'm like every opportunity that comes my way i'm just like okay it freaks me out a bit even speaking i guess to mentors or coaches because 
your stories have all have clearly been around cool so you've come out of an interaction you saw somebody else did it really great and you want to learn from them and for me i know i sometimes struggle with that initial i got to put myself out there and i've got to write the email to be like but also in a very professional way to be like you're so great can you teach me like when you said that it resonated so much with me because i'm like oh, i can treat these moments also as rocket ships i guess coming back to cheryl just around like in that moment, I have nothing to lose but everything to gain. And I guess that's also what all of these networks and sisterhoods are about. Yeah. Like you have everything to gain in these interactions. It's only going to make you better. And it's only going to validate these moments that you're not feeling so great and not feeling your best. But with your journey, Lenore, what has been the best advice that you have maybe received from a trusted advisor or something that has just stuck with you that you hold on to? That, that kind of gives you that courage or bravery to continue when, you, when you're also having a moment possibly of, you know, second-guessing yeah. yourself possibly. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I think that the mentors that I've had from a work perspective have been great. But mm. I, one chapter, again, referring to Cheryl Sandberg, <laughs> she really says that, you know, for women to be really fulfilled and to lead whatever that success looks mm. like for them, they really need a good support system. Mm. And for me, um, this is very cliche, but it's been my husband. Yeah. And when I think about times of doubt that I've had, he's really been the person that kind of steps up and, and then allows me to make the right decision that, that is best suited for me. Mm. So, for example, you know, with She Leads, for example, I... I was very, I was confident in what I wanted to achieve, but at some point you start questioning things. Yeah. You know, um, I was also, so that's one example where he kind of stepped in and said, look, and, and, and just again, mirroring back whatever I was feeling, but then allowed me to make that right decision and keep, keep doing mm. what I'm, what I'm, because I know what my intention was. You know, I was also offered a short-term assignment, which meant, you know, going from Cape Town to, to Poland, mm. you know, we, it was pretty much outside of my comfort zone. Um, I didn't know what to expect there. It felt like starting a new job completely. Yeah. And I think by having that support system definitely, definitely helped me mm. and different people. And I think by you sharing your vulnerability, by you being courageous enough to share, you know what, I don't have it all together right yeah, now. For sure. And then just having that mirror and back, like there are five or 10 people that I could mention. Mm. Um, but for me, you know, he's played a pivotal role for me. I know that that is, um, but you know, behind every successful woman, there's someone else. <laughs> exactly. And I think further than that, it's, it's, you know, it's been the strength of, of family and close friends mm. as well. Not to forget that, you know, um, we all come from, from a background and to also be appreciative and grateful for the women that have come before us. Yeah. So for example, my mother and, you know, mm. you know, create opportunities for me. Mm. Um, that's something that I kind of, you know, that I try and tap into in mm. those moments. So mm. my advice just is, you know, on that, just don't ignore it, you know, acknowledge how you're feeling, try and find someone that, that, that can, you know, address, help you address what you're feeling and then, but at the end of the day, no one can tell you what to do, right? So yeah. I've also been, I'm expecting you, I'm feeling a certain way. I want you to tell me. Yeah. How do I get to tell see? me the answer. You know? <laughs> exactly. And 
sometimes you are going to differ from that person. There's been instances where, you know, whatever I've spoken to a mentor or to a colleague or to my husband, you know, mm. I actually went the route because that felt to me like the right thing. Yeah. Um, but that the action was still super helpful. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I guess that's the thing. People don't often think of their families sometimes as really like their number one support system, even for career advice. I think we sometimes overlook them. We sometimes always look to outside in terms of somebody that's maybe walked a similar journey in terms of where they are in the leadership. And we neglect to see that though, yes, our parents and our friends and our siblings have all walked and are all on different journeys and our husbands, they are also these murders in terms of where we want to be because they know intrinsically what we are about and what we can offer. So I, I completely love what you said around like actually your family yeah. plays a pivotal role in that support structure as well as people that you've reached out into your career and peers in your industry. Yeah. Also, it's, it's just a concept of, you know, when you think about organization, there's a board of directors mm. that help to make these decisions. And I really think that you need to think about who are those trusted people um, so like you said, you know, tapping into your family or mm. to let you, that you trust and you know, they're going to give it to you straight mm. versus you know, uh, one or two people at work or outside of work that you inspire and respect. Um, mm. So all of these are kind of on your board and, and you rely on them for different, for different reasons. Yeah. Um, you on the board, I think as well, you have to be on the, <laughs> you, you're the final decision maker. So you're the CEO basically. Mm. Yes, it's yeah. your table, right? It's your table. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I really love that idea of create your own board of directors. You've created a space for others to share. And now yeah. you're seeing it come to life and you're like, okay, we can, you know, there's abundance, there's place. So now you can also step into the light and be like, this is my story. And this is why I've started a beautiful yeah, movement I'm... like she, she leads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head in terms of what these groups are supposed to achieve. Mm. And yeah, like I said, taking those small steps to, to being where you're comfortable. And yeah, maybe in the first session when you join, you're not going to be super talkative. Yeah. Maybe you go on the chats, chatting <laughs> side of things. But maybe in the next session, you're going to be more open. Or it translates into when you're in your, your, your work environment or outside of your work environment, um, it's going to show up for you. And it definitely showed up for me as well and yeah i'm just going to continue on this journey and yeah be continue to be inspired by other women and knowing mm. that i can i can step into that space as well and and share my message mm. um yeah. and then also just to kind of wrap up before we get into our last question but if what advice would you kind of give somebody if they were if they were struggling to start because i think that's the thing we always struggle to start. We're like, oh my word, I want to do go to a She Leads event or I want to go to a TEDx. But actually the people that go there are so awesome and so confident and maybe I can't go. And I'm speaking, clearly I'm projecting myself because that is a, like basically what happens in my head sometimes when I want to start something. But what kind of advice would you give to that listener that's like, oh, this sounds amazing, but actually I'm a bit shy. I don't know how to kind of start. I don't know how to get over myself, basically. So what advice would you give to that listener out there so that she does step into a space of, cool, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to do it. 
I think that's a difficult one, eh? Because like we said, you know, throughout this conversation, mm. everyone's got the individual. But, you know, what I've what I've realized is, you know, just I think there's two key things. Somehow trying to get out of your head. Mm. Um, you were saying as well, you know, you found it difficult to reach out to the next person. But mm. once you got out of your head and you just did it and yeah. you, you wait for the result, you know, then you start you know, to start becoming second nature for you to, to apply that. So mm. what I would say, try and get out of your head a little bit and just take one small action. Um, and there's so many different ways that you can start to get, you know, out of your head, mm. you know, just to listen to a podcast or buy a book about a, a woman that you inspire or someone that you resonate with. Mm. Um, and I think once you start doing that and you start finding the part that interests you the most, then that could be leading into joining these conversations as well. And what I can say is there's actually no reason not to, they're so accessible. Yeah. Now, the other day I was listening to a podcast, well, uh, Instagram live of Carol Bauer mm. um, and one of her colleagues. And the two of them were just having a conversation. And then I could ask Carol Bauer a question and I did, you know, and she provided feedback. Yeah. So I think there's no reason, you know, with technology nowadays, with the fact that, you know, everyone is trying to create these spaces for women. There's mm. no reason you can't engage and connect. Mm, for sure. So you actually, you, you took the space, you took the opportunity exactly. to ask the question and she exactly. gave you feedback. That is so awesome. So empowering. I'm yeah. sure that moment of just like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, like, I was just trying to make a point that it's, it's so accessible, you know, um, if you mm. start to follow someone, um, you know, whether that is, I don't know. So there's so many women as well that I'm inspired by yeah. today that are creating these platforms, nonprofit organizations. So if you start looking into that, you're going to find a community that resonates with you, whether mm. that is a nonprofit organization that is supporting women whether that is a mentorship program because I want to expand into the technology space mm. uh, whether that being inspired by Carol Bauer or Sheryl Sandberg mm. or whoever the public figure is whether it's South Africa or, or outside of South Africa you, you're going to find someone that resonates with you and the point is to to start engaging finding these platforms and just taking that action you know and, yeah. and once you start doing that it's it's going to start changing your your mindset and get you going in a different direction because if we just keep listening to ourselves that's when we become sort of stuck and we all have so much potential that we're not exploring yeah and that is one way that you can start you know living in that way yeah, yeah. and start leveraging what's available to you that actually there's no cost there's just your mm. time is important and time to invest in yourself is you know so important um yeah. you know i've just offered a, a woman's month at our company and mm. it was for me interesting that during this time everyone has connected with what is most important with them and starting to make more time for them so whether mm. you were a mother, whatever your situation is everyone the, the messages that were coming through each and every woman is that this time has allowed them to start reflecting thinking mm. about what to them and then start making actions because if you're just mm -hmm. going to ponder nothing is going to change so what yeah. you need to realize is i need to do something to create that change mm. and if that is i don't know get up in the five minutes earlier whatever the case is every woman was sharing 
what small change they've made. Um, yeah. And by sharing it, it can actually inspire the next person, right? Mm. So it, it just becomes a ripple effect. And I think this is such a great time for women. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I think, yeah, just that, like you're saying, the take action, just take the action. But this is a great segue then, Lenore, into our last question around which woman would you like to have at your dinner table and why? Wow. <laughs> That's a tough question. Uh, so many. There's so many out there. Um, right now, I mean, it, it's not really close to home, but hmm. you know, I would say Kamala Harris. I don't know. When the news broke, I was just like so excited. I know that. American, but I'm just so excited. It's something that I was secretly hoping for. Mm. But I think just what she represents is, is just so amazing. Her mm. journey is, is so amazing. You know, I think, you know, I'm excited for what's still to come in terms of her journey. Mm. But yeah, having a glass of wine with her, picking her brain on certain things. Yeah. And I think it just encompasses something that resonates with me she's very authentic mm. um she she's tough when she needs to be mm. but at the same time what she exudes is just authenticity uh, great leadership and yeah not not afraid to take on tough subjects not afraid to, to stand up for what's right and mm. yeah, have to have a glass of wine with her. yeah no definitely but Lenore, we've come actually to the end of our of our interview and I really want to thank you for sharing your story and holding the space with us today, sharing how networks and sisterhoods and mentors and coaches have, have played a role in your journey. And I know for the listeners, they'll be picking up on those gems and aha moments to take the action to step into these spaces and create these structures for themselves. So for the listeners, you can reach Lenore on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'll pop all the handles on the site and feel free to leave your comments down below. We'd love to hear your tips, your tricks and lessons for building and nurturing your networks. So thanks for listening to Her Bold Story. And remember, be bold, be brave and be inspired. Thanks so much, Lenore. Thank you, Inga. I think this is great, though. We really got something, got something going here. Her Bold Story. In proud association with 168FM.